It's a 2010 Ohio Con Report with the Awesome Cast, your podcast for everything awesome. Starring Big Daddy Basil, I Watch Inuyasha Rail, and I Was Also There, Alex. again in the echo chamber deep within awesome central in the chamber that is as echoey as deep as Heino's voice that's deeper than Hitler's bunker as we mentioned in the uh, just previous moment I'm Basil I'm Rail and I'm Alex and that is us because this is all echoey and stuff, I've turned down the gain a bit on the microphone, so hopefully everything works out okay. So here we are on a special awesome cast to talk about OhioCon, which is a convention that's also in Ohio. In the words of Emily DeJesus, you should just fucking go to it. In fact, she told us in our intact, you know, interview with her, it was Bob DeJesus, if you recall. And so we decided we would, in fact, just fucking go. And so we did. It was the time, the year of the life of January 29th to February 1st or 2nd? Mm, January 29th to 31st. Ah, so it was. So it was. So yeah, we went. It was a lot of fun. It was really cool. The trip up was interesting in that, you know... Of course, we live in good old Huntsville, Alabama, so it was about a eight to nine hour trip drive. And even though I started earlier, me and Rail got there in two separate cars at the same exact time at the hotel. Like I pulled, I pulled up right behind them because I got lost in the, trying to navigate the city streets of Columbus. Anyways, so there we go. That is the story of us getting up there. First, you know, initial impressions before we dig into the details. Well, it was the uh, it was my third Ohio Con. I had been in two thousand four and two thousand six, and it's it, it was just as good as I remember it being. So, like a lot of cons have taken a dive in terms of their quality in the past few years. Ascent, Ohio Con, Anime Central. You don't know that. You said Ascent. Go on. No, I, I just had something in my throat. It's cold, you know, it's really cold up there. I think I caught something. In anyway. Chicago? No, yeah. in Columbus. Uh-huh, go on. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but OhioCon is gr- as great as it's always been, and it's apparently uh, doubled in size since the last time I've been there, so it was quite a shock for me. Um, but I got used to it, and I had a lot of fun, so... I thought it was pretty cool, but... Uh... 
definitely a lot smaller than in, in some of the other cons I've been to, like Otakon. But it was it was nice to go to a smaller a convention that was small but not too small. It was I was disappointed that the dealer's room was not selling the little assortment of pocky and bubbly drinks with balls in them. But you know, other than that, it was a pretty cool convention. They had anime hell. They had and they had some little roast thing where they make fun of people. So it was pretty cool overall. You've never heard him before, but that was Alex who needs to speak up more at the microphone. Okay. There you go. That that was a much better way for him. Anyways, he um is a member of our anime club, our current president of our anime club. Woo woo. And since he went with us on the trip, he gets to talk about it, as per the rules. So Thursday night we finished up by the same thing we did Friday morning. Frantically working on our Tsundere panel. Because we decided to do this panel less than a week before the convention even started. Go us. If you did not know, Tsundere is a character archetype that refers to hot run a woman running hot and cold. I hate you, I love you, I hate you, I love you. Like a vast majority of female characters in anime. So we decided to to a panel on that archetype, and it went pretty well. Um, it's only first first thing we mentioned because that's the first thing we did when we were actually at the convention was run our panel because the entire time spent up until that point was working on the panel. Well, we had ten, no, sorry, fifteen glorious slides for our PowerPoint PowerPoint presentation. In which I burned through in 20 minutes for my hour-long panel that we started five minutes early because I already had people seated. I didn't want them to wait. Oops. But that's okay. Thankfully, with the wonderful powers of bullshit, I was able to string that 40 minutes out to a fun-filled Sundari discussion. Became more of a Tsundere roundtable than a Tsundere panel, but everyone seemed to have fun. And that's what's important. That they have fun and not hate us. So, if you're on that panel now listening to our things, thank you for coming. That was wonderful. Your thoughts? On the panel? Yes. Yeah, I thought you improvised really well after it was, what, 415... It was 4.17, I looked at my watch. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just ran out of stuff to talk about a little bit, but, you know, Basil, being the awesome guy that he is, because, you know, he has the awesome cast, he's used his awesome skills to just improvise and make everybody use up the rest of the 45 minutes, that were, or sorry, 43 minutes, that were left in the panel, so it was pretty cool. Thankfully, uh, we actually started running over, because we were so busy, just... Naming out Sundares that we thought were pretty awesome. I think it got too awesome for somebody in the audience because they had a nosebleed. But really, yeah, someone had a I nosebleed. Said, yes, that's great. Oh man, I wish I had not noticed that. I did like the couple who used each other as their Sundares. That was pretty cool. Like, and then one, then the then the the lady got mad mad at the male for what he said. Then they were all. Then they made up right then and there. It's very Sundari moment. I was like, oh man, right there, real life Sundari. 
before my eyes. You don't get to see like that stuff every day, or at least people that I can make fun of because I don't actually know them. <laughs> so that works out. Man, what did we do after that? The rest of the day, day is a blur. Yeah, yeah I, I don't remember. I went out to dinner and then uh, I don't we, think we did. We see oh, each yeah. other that evening. No, I don't. Oh no, we we, we we did the roast. Yeah, that's the roast. The, you the guys roast did next. the roast. That's right. We did the roast and anime and I cosplayed. Hell. That's you cosplayed. How was cosplaying? Cosplaying was great. I got my t- picture taken a lot, and there were only two other Inuyashas there that I remember. So, but the problem is my wig kept getting tangled. So I need a wig cap, and I need to figure out a way to like. Um, Keep the keep the hair from getting tangled. They just thing. cut that hippie hair off. What this this hippie hair? Yeah, that. No, I need hair. a wig cap. This is funny because I have way longer hair than than rail. Yeah, but, but yours is neater than mine because yours is long enough to tie and mine isn't. So well, then maybe you should yours long enough to tie. Yeah. Maybe she you should go with the extra hippie. Like, <laughs> That's like, gonna either gonna go all time. hippie or ha- no, you can't go half ass hippie. You either go full ass hippie or no hippie at all. Basil's calling himself a hippie. I like that. <laughs> Anywho, so yeah, we went to the roast. Well, we waited for the roast. As unfortunately, was there, was there a roast there? Because every time you mentioned roast, I, I kept thinking like there were guests all around and like VIPs at the con, and and these these butlers and these uh, carts were wheeling in like roast that was freshly cut. And oh stuff no, like no, that. they can't afford that much. Oh really? Um, because otherwise, I would have regret, re- regretted uh, missing no, it. No, no, no. It was pretty much a lot of the guests there whose sole purpose was to flame the hell out of Mr. Mike Center Nicholas, who is the voice of <clears throat> things like Leonardo and the latest Ninja Turtles cartoons, Dean Venture, and a lot of anime that I don't recognize because, unfortunately, I don't watch as many dubs as I probably should, considering I have a podcast. But that's okay. He also, I really wish we could have got an interview him because he's also in the, he also does a lot of ADR work. So there's a lot of dubbing directing. And he's doing the ADR stuff for the Gundam, new Gundam Unicorn OAV, which means it's being simulcasted, you know, simul released like America and Japan at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get his opinions on what's happening with that. But we didn't have a chance because he was surrounded by fan per, fanboys and fangirls the whole time. So I had no way to get close enough to get an interview with him. But. We waited for the roast because, unfortunately, because airplanes do stupid things when things get cold, his flight was delayed by a couple hours. And so the roast was delayed by a couple hours. Like three. So maybe three. Some might have said two. Depends on what time zone you were in. We were in Eastern time. So you say. So yes, you so say. I say. Anyways. So we... So we spent the night working the line, occasionally talking to people. Met some wonderful, wonderful gentleman at the very front of the line. Who actually, some one guy was actually the con chair of a couple of cons in Minneapolis. We sorry, we can't go. It's too far away. Yes. Who he goes to Ohio Con as an attendee because it's his only chance to actually do so. He comes because um, Cedric was his name. I'm pretty sure. Think so. And he goes to OhioCon because it's so far away, he knows no one from OhioCon's actually going to go to his convention. And so he goes to this convention to slum it. <laughs> so he waited in three he three, waited four or three hours at that line just because he could. Cause that was relaxing. That's the life of a con chair, folks. 
when you go to other conventions as an attendee so you can sit down for a few hours because that's relaxing. That's what con chairs go through. Think about the amount of stress that someone has to go through to want to do that. Nuts, I'll never be a chair of a con. Crazy. Crazy. But then the doors parted. We all sat in chairs. And then, can't tell you exactly just what happened, but they flamed the fucking hell out of that bastard. And it was wonderful. That it was. Then they kicked people out for another hour as they prepared for Anime Hell, which was supposed to start at 9, but ended up starting at midnight. Of course, Midnight Madness was then pushed back to 2 a.m. The um, Anime Hell was interesting. It was ran by um, Grego of Anime Game Show's fame. And I think the dude from Lather's Blather, which is another podcast... I'm pretty sure it was that guy. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure that was him. And they were showing all sorts of crazy clips from classics like Hard Gay to some newer stuff like the new GTA, the board game, stuff like that. As well as a clip that Mad Mad TV did of a device known as the iPad. Perhaps you've heard of it. Which was done many years before the actual iteration of what the tablet is now known as the iPad. Matt TV's iPad was a little different. It was a little different, possibly more useful than the actual Apple iPad. Now, Grego did a really awesome thing. Like, he took his Press Your Luck game board and then changed the images and music and stuff to become Press Your Hell. And so it was playing Orfortuna from um, Carmina Burana, while things like Haino and uh, Forklift Klaus and other things, classic hell moments, uh, Charlie Brown, and other things were there, and you would press the button to stop it, and that would be the clip they'd play, which worked really well for, for Haino, which was their equivalent of the whammy. Unfortunately, they did not have forklift driver Klaus. Even though they tried very hard to see if it was on their hard drive several times. They tried their best and it just wasn't on there. Some guy even tried to offer it to show it on his PSP. But you really just can't try to have everyone look at one PSP when it's like several hundred people and get the same effect. It just doesn't work. Maybe, I'm hoping a person has that PSP grabbed his headphones or something and didn't watch the class in the comfort of his own chair maybe someone got to lean over his shoulder and maybe they got to see Klaus but there were still a lot of really good choice clips and then they followed up that with um, Midnight Madness which they started with the Ozone Commandos starring the Ozone Commandos which is a wonderful 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 work which I think we talked about at the previous AWA con wrap up which it was done by Corn Pud Flicks which is a lot of people who helped start AWA including you know Dave Merrill who's actually Captain Dave in this and they destroy pirates because at that time video pirates might have actually ended up being a bad thing who knew of course in that version like it's corporate ran video 
pirates. But whatever. Irrelevant. No one stayed to watch that. <laughs> because it was two in the morning. Yes. Yeah. And unfortunately, I don't think any of them really quite under, understood the history of it to really get it. Like, the Ozo Commandos is a wonderful bit. It is something that was 17 years in the making. It is, a, I think, a very important piece of anime con history done in, you know, a fan movie form. Because this is one of those things that was start off as a comic, you know, as a fan comic, then made into an actual live action movie. You don't see that much nowadays, even now. You might see comics where you have, like, anime clubs and stuff. But for it to then they go, you know, we can make a movie out of this and then do it. Including with, you know, eventually going to have Mecha Jesus. Come on. Good stuff. And I think that was more or less it, except for Alex who hopped and bopped at the rave. Yeah. I was there to like 6 a.m. And then I felt like crap the next day. So it... The rave was actually one of the best parts of the con for me, but then again, I pretty much hang over, stay up so I can go to the rave. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't bother staying away past 8 p.m. in the con. So, there you go. Now, I would also give shout out to Cinespin. He is a wonderful DJ friend of ours who was one of the DJs who span at the raves, along with Greg Ayers and a couple of other DJs, or is it just those two? Uh, I think it was just those two. I could be wrong, though. Okay, well, I wasn't there. I don't go to those freaking hippie kid things. But, you know. No, not at all. No. Now, I went to bed because I am old and feeble. And 2 a.m. is plenty enough for me. And then it was Saturday. Saturn. Or at least, so we think. It was a day. A day unlike any other day, because it was a day that was Saturday that was also in Ohio at an anime convention. 
This doesn't happen very often. So far, it's happened once in my life. And I was astounded by it. But anyways. Um, before, How were you astounded? Oh, um, by many ways. Uh, forms and fashion, most topical, witty, and also maybe subjective. Okay. Possibly also objective. Or retroactively... Objective. I don't know. But... Before we go on, of course, uh, we want to give major shout-outs to Nico, the wonderful, wonderful man who is one of the people who run MTAC, the Middle Tennessee Anime Convention, which will be happening, I believe... First weekend of April, last weekend of March. Right, is it that or is it... it they, they, they overlap the two months, if I remember correctly. Or is it April leads into May? No, no, it's March leads into April. Okay, well, I'm going to I'm gonna go with you on that. You better be right. If not... You know how to check interwebs. Make with it. Anyways, we hung out with him at several points through the entire convention. So just realize that while we do these con reports, every time we talk about something, chances are we went back and hung out with him because he is cool. As well as anybody else who was there working for MTAC. So, there you go. So, Saturday began with us recovering from Friday and then going to run another panel. The Podcast Jamboree with the Awesome Cast. Your podcast for everything awesome. We were hoping that maybe, normally at conventions, I usually see at least two or three different podcasts that are there as well. Not so at OhioCon. It was pretty much just us. I know the guys from Lather's Blather was there because I kept saying, seeing his, like, his flyers and stuff. And if it's guy I'm thinking of, he was doing lots of actual staffing at the uh, at the convention. So that's probably why he didn't make it to the Jamboree. So it's pretty much just us. In a room way too big for what we got, which was like 15 people. Which would have been fine in like a smaller panel room. I mean, it gave some people who were actually interested in hearing us blab. But in a room that was designed to hold like maybe 100 or more, yeah, it was. It kind of looked. It looked really anemic. I think the word would be. I was gonna go with ghetto, but ghetto I'll take anemic. Soup. Anemic sounds way smarter, so I'll go with anemic. But in fact, half the time it wasn't so much we talk about podcasting, but what anime is actually good, yeah. which is fine because I can talk about that all the time, because I know what anime is good and what anime is not. I'm a prophet, you know, so therefore my word is law. Or at least the good word. If you disagree, you're obviously a heathen. So after that, um, we all sort of went our separate ways. What did y'all do? I went out to eat with an old friend of mine who I hadn't seen in three years. I just hung around and, uh, until the rave because I, I had really nothing else to do at that point. And having, of course, still feeling like shit from the previous night, I went back to the hotel room and slept for a few hours and then I woke up and went to the rave and that was pretty cool you did more than that I don't know I don't remember like it's all giant blur okay but well what I went to was the, the dark horse panel with a Mr. Carl Gustav Horn who is a very very wonderful individual who is one of their main editors there he's the only one there that only edits manga and he likes to go to anime cons and show off what dark horse is working on and so that was what his panel was. 
and he, they've got lots of cool stuff coming out. And after that panel was over, I totally, like, guerrilla style asked him for an interview. Which he wonder, he, which he gloriously said yes. And then we went to the podcast room. Now, we hadn't mentioned this before, but OhioCon had a podcast room. It was actually a whole nother panel room that was set up just so a podcast can get an interview or do a podcast if they so need or desire. And so, we got to use this room to interview Mr. Horn, and it was a wonderful interview that you probably have already heard. Because no matter what we say about this convention, the fact is that interview with him is more important and something you should listen to instead. So, if you haven't listened to it yet, stop this right now, go listen to it, then come back. We'll wait. I assume that you've done this now. What? You haven't? Then go do it, you damn dirty hippie. So seriously, I'm not joking about this. Go frickin' listen to Mr. Horn. He knows what he's talking about. I really hope you post the interview before you post this cast. Yes. <laughs> this would probably be the... No. This will happen after No, if he does it, he's going to sound like a total idiot. So I'm, I'm, I'm already calling him out on that just in case it happens. Well, thankfully, I can never sound like a total idiot. Only, yeah. like, somewhat of an idiot. Therefore, anyways, the interview was wonderful. He's an amazing man. And so you have now already heard of it. And you already know this. Awesome. I, I, I was very impressed with the interview. And I think, uh, <clears throat> assuming you've already listened to it, um, if you, if you really want to know from an insider's perspective how the anime industry here in North America evolved from the 1980s to today, then this is your interview. Definitely. Like at times, it's the life and times of Carl Horn. That's okay. Because he has a very interesting life and times. We asked him relatively simple questions, obviously, and then he, he, uh, he eventually um, made that into his life story, which was perfectly fine. Because... He told us more than we thought we could have ever asked by questions on a piece of paper. So, like he, he knew how to take a question and just roll with it, and that was awesome. Anyways, you should have listened to it by now. Moving on, what happened next? I think that was food. I think food was next, and then I caught the tail end of the uh, the real in quotes state of the anime industry panel which was by Carl Horn even though he does manga um, Tiffany Grant and uh oh my brain is blinking former ADVD Matt Greenfield who unfortunately I guess is not with um, Sentai Filmworks Filmworks and I am a guessing might be bitter I'm not sure he certainly knows his stuff and unfortunately, say that the anime is kind of dour looking because the fact is is that the economy is in the crapper. And so people aren't really buying stuff but loving to steal it. And that doesn't really help the industry any. That was the panel. Um, in which, you know, I think the best quote out of it is still, I'm going to go with it. Uh, Carl Horn's the belief that buying anime is like a political act. You're choosing to buy anime to support the anime industry. And that 
people realizing that's what they need to do is more important than trying to convince them of anything else to buy things. And I think that's totally straight and legit. And then there was the anime uh, voice actors roundtable, which had um, Tiffany Grant, Mr. Second Mike, Center Nicholas, Jerry Jewell, and Stephanie Shay. They were all interesting, funny, had lots of amazing antidotes. And then afterwards, I gorilla styled as Jerry Jewell for an interview because we get a hit from someone looking for. Someone is always looking for Jerry Jewell, and they always get to our, our small interview we got with him and Troy Baker and Aaron Desmuke at NecoCon. Sometimes they look for Aaron Desmuke. Sometimes they look for Troy Baker. Someone's always looking for Jerry Jewell. So I thought it would be only right to get another interview with Jerry Jewell. And he said yes, and we scheduled it for Sunday, and the world was happy. So what did you do? I had dinner and then went to sleep. <laughs> on Saturday. Man, you guys are boring. I See, know. Was boring. I at least I at least woke back up after. I will. Well, look. Rave, like there was a case of miscommunication because I was going to go to that uh, that dinner party or whatever with uh, Mr. Horn, and um, I I I assumed that because you were at the uh, voice actors roundtable that you weren't going to go because the party began at what like eight and right yeah and. I would have gone to that had you been there because our, my hotel room was just uh, two, two, two doors down from... Which, which it was. Yeah. I went there, but I went there at, at 9 o'clock. Oh, okay. And stayed there mostly till it shut down a little after midnight. Should have, should have texted me. Well, things happen. Totally. Mr. Carl Horn is a wonderful gin and tonic, just so you know. Now I'm really, really mad that I missed it. It's okay. I went ahead and um, texted Drew from Ocular Renditions, letting him know this, so he's also pissed off that he was so, there. So he'll be motivated to go next year. That's right. Or possibly maybe you know, try to con Carl into one So he's, is he going to... Is he is he planning any more conventions in this part of the country? Or I'm sure he's going to Adibue. I think his next big one's Fanime. Okay, yeah. So, but That's if, his home area, though. So. Yeah. And so that was, unfortunately, that was my Saturday, and I, it was a wonderful party, and lots of fun was had. Uh, we discovered that Pedo Bear is, in fact, a Japanese creation yes. from Two Channel. <laughs> I searched on BlackBerry, and another guy searched on his iPhone. He won. Um, well, actually, I won, and I tried to say something. No one heard me, but then he was much louder about it, and we all paid attention again. So, in the end, he won. That that internet search. Todd Todd got evidence of Pedo Bear actually being uh, being caught in the act. Oh really? Yeah, <clears throat> with with another uh, with another animal. So it's not just children. Well, uh, that's, uh, that's frightening. Interesting. Yeah. Um, interesting, frightening. Yeah. So that was pretty much Saturday. Um, Sunday was getting pretty much wrapping up. Hey, the dealer's room one last time. Talking to Mr. Jerry Jewell. Who was a wonderful individual as well, and you'll have also heard that interview because that's the first thing we're putting up from the OhioCon stuff. And then we went home, and that was the chair that I was propping myself up of falling over. So, um, things like the dealer's room, I didn't really spend that much time in the dealer's room. 
I was very disappointed with the dealer's room, actually, but I don't think it's necessarily the convention's fault so much as it has been a trend in the past few years, even before the economy went into the crapper, that there there are really only going to be three or four types of dealers, and each of those types are going to have the same damn merchandise, and I just don't like it anymore. There's no fun in in, in most dealer's rooms. I could blow two or $300 in a dealer's room uh, five or six years ago, but I just can't do it anymore unless it's an import game, so... Which well, Basil bought? Well, Tell yeah, I totally, it. I totally blew two hundred bucks just on video games. I got um, Solid Mirage for the Sega Saturn, Japanese, um, because it's better than the PlayStation one we got in America. I got the Utena game for Sega Saturn because I'm a Utena <laughs> fanboy. And then I got um, Game Center Six Two, aka Retro Game Challenge Two for the DS, because we'll never ever see it because not enough people bought it. And if you knew to buy it and didn't buy it, screw you. Personally, with this fork. Could I decide if I wanted a spoon or a fork? I'm going with the fork. He doesn't have a fork. I can get one. Probably plastic, so it breaks in the inside, so you didn't buy that game. Not that I'm bitter. Um, <laughs> the dealer's room setup was actually, I thought, was as good as you can get it with a room that size. I mean, they packed with just the right amount of dealers for that space. I thought it was really neat that they actually sort of had a um, over, like I had a. They a had second a second floor. level, but that was Se- that was there the previous uh, two years. So. Apparently, the previous couple of years they used it for like fan tables to put like, really? freebies on. Our, they used it for the deal. They used it as an extension for the dealer's room for three or four years ago when I last went. Which so. they did this year, and it was actually kind of posh that you could just oversee the entire rest of the room. Yeah. it's more like like um, it's an extra level, but it's but it's not very long. It's just, you know, enough for a couple of tables and then an overhang. So you can, it's more like a balcony yeah. is what it is. And so it was really neat just to look at the dealer's room just in general to watch the, it's a really way, great way to go crowd watching. Yes. And overall, the convention center is very pretty. And it's spread it's out. It's a very but not- nice convention center for a city its size. But from what I remember, uh, <clears throat> they had they had a few events over at the far north end of the convention center, which was about a five or ten minute walk. I mean, the city or the, the convention the convention bureau actually had to run trolleys between where most of the activity was near the Hilton, which if if you've been to OhioCon before, you know what I'm talking about, and the other end of the convention center across the tracks. So. Um, I guess I just never went to that part of the convention because I never well, noticed it. It's there. You just had to walk past where the uh, oh oh what, what's over there, the uh, the cosplay shoot section is or whatever. There's 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 uh, there's that small hallway where we had that second panel on Saturday. If you go past it, not through the doors, but <clears throat> um, but what the convention they have plenty of nice big panel rooms. In our case, it's yes, too they big. Um, and plenty of them. Um, viewing rooms were pretty nice. The video game room looked just fine. Um, so I think the space they used was used effectively. Yes, it was. It was really interesting in that they actually had um, tables with info people set in different spots at the, throughout the convention. So if you needed information, it was always at hand. Yes. And they themed their information people at Google's, which was pretty spiffy. Mm-hmm. And the security were ninjas. There were yeah, they were they were ninjas. They were they were omnipresent and not present at the same time. Unlike unlike uh, a certain convention that likes to make their security well known. 
Uh, <laughs> Look, as long as your security is well dressed, I don't care. Hey, hey, that's great. I'm I'm very happy with the way Ohio cons run. It's a very well run convention, and. There were like a couple of other conventions that were running that same weekend. One for cheerleaders and another yeah. for uh, yeah, that's that's something. There I... was also a prom in a neighboring hotel that we were staying. Yeah, in. but that's that's the norm for anime conventions. We tend to have to share it with other people. Really? Yeah. There's Last time we'll... I remember them being being that present was uh, AWA. AWA back in like back when it was held near the airport. We actually had. Had it there was both a textile years. convention. There was a textile convention one year, and then I think there was some sort of Christian coalition convention the next. <laughs> so but, that was really, really. But uh, AWA even now has had baby conventions. Yeah, it wasn't actually until last year where we rented out so much that there wasn't room for another convention. Yeah, we need to do that. So more people got away, so we can keep keep all those other people out of it, like yeah. like Otacon. Like, which was an, which they considered an accomplishment once they got the entire convention center. They actually had to put an attendance cap. That was, uh, if I remember correctly, it was like four or five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Otakon is gigantic right now. It's to the point where it's uh, it, it's, it's not it's, it's it's almost too big. I'd say it's it's a lot. If you go to Otakon, first of all, it's in Baltimore, which is a night a wonderful place. I used to live near there, but. Unfortunately, you walk three blocks in the wrong direction away from the convention center, and you might get shot. Just maybe. Actually, make that a 50-50. So, in, so but Otakon, wonderful convention. However, very crowded. If you don't like large crowds of people, don't go there. That, although that goes for a lot of anime cons. It's, they've got a lot of uh, stuff at Otakon, but the convention is nearing the point where, where they're... Almost the big, as I said, they're almost too big because they, and they're having trouble. Last year when I went with management, they're having way too much trouble with that. Like their security, like like they were mentioned about Ohiocon, the security at Ohiocon was there and not there. Security at Otakon was, I'm security. Are you doing anything wrong? Are you doing anything wrong? Well, you better not be doing anything wrong. I think that's exactly uh, what's happening with a lot of the well, really big conventions, wrong, though. So. Um, like a- Anime Central is a prime example, and yes, I will call them out on that. But that's that's not that's probably because it's gotten too big for its space. They really need to move downtown uh, to McCormick Place or someplace. Uh, but <clears throat> they're stuck in Rosemont for the time being, so which is the second largest convention center in the area, if I remember correctly. Um, and AX, which I've never been to, I hear is a real. Um, <clears throat> Uh, um, a real crowded place <laughs> to avoid using a four-letter word. But, but anyway, we're talking about the convention AWA, in Ohio. though, AWA is one of those big conventions that ha- has plenty of space and is always well-run. And I think OhioCon's getting to that stage, too. It felt, OhioCon did feel, feel crowded at times, and, and they managed with space. They did run out pretty well. And there are there are some improvements to make, but I think OhioCon uh, one of the convention one of the one of the things that made that convention good for me was that the staff and ever, most people there had a really good attitude about what they were doing and what they were involved in. Yeah, everyone, and I think that's very important. Everyone I met and I talked to several staffers because you know I'm sure they needed a civil conversation too to keep them sane. Yes, um, was they were all very nice, very cordial, very fun to talk to. I. Enjoyed every conversation I have with a staff member there. Um, it didn't stop some idiots from breaking some drywall on um, Thursday night. So idiot teenagers, stop being idiots, please, for the rest of us. Which, I heard there were several idiots there, teenagers being stupid, but 
Unfortunately, that's a popular thing for conventions, which is to hop and bop around, and because you have a place to be that you're not normally at home, you think you can get away with anything. That's never cool. That's never good for anybody else. Don't do it. That's just a little something from Big Daddy Basil. It's actually only good for you if you make trouble until you get caught, and then it's bad for you too. So It's true. Yeah. Um, that said... This is a personal message from me to Emily, the Jesus, the wonderful con chair. When we were talking about, you know, trying to get a hold of Jerry Jewell and stuff to, to do an interview, the podcast room was not open on Sunday because, you know, they didn't they didn't get that rent out that room to save money. Wonderful idea. Totally fine. We did an interview at the green room. It was great. No worries. And then I'm like, but don't worry, Emily, I'm gonna talk to the guest relate the guest relations person. And we'll talk ahead of time to figure out things to, for get interviews done so we won't have to, like, ambush them or anything. She goes, oh, well, I'm the inter- interview person, guest person. And I'm like, no, Emily, no, no. You already have a very, very big hat. And your head's just not that big. You don't need to wear multiple hats. Don't, don't do it. Please find other people who can wear hats. There's got to be some people who don't suck out there, and, and you should make use of them. Please, you're too awesome to wear two, more than one giganto hat. That's just me to you. Yeah. But that was pretty much all I got. It was a fun convention. I definitely want to go next year. I think I would go next year. I would go next year as well. That, that should be a regular. It, it was a very, very fun convention. I enjoyed myself thoroughly. Either I didn't talk about that much. It's really funny that... That's you know. That said, I was busy the entire convention. Like, I had to make a point to go to the room right before it closed because I kept forgetting to go because I was always doing something else. <clears throat> Just make sure next time we go to rent rooms at the jury because the walkway between the jury, which is right next to the convention center, and the convention center is uh, climate controlled. Oh yeah. Unlike well, the one between the Crown the Plaza, Plaza, which is probably Plaza. the nicest of the hotels around there, and the convention center. Which means for about two or three minutes, you're exposed to um, the same temperature yeah, that's yeah. outside. So, so you actually might as well just run out the front door, uh, jaywalk across the street, and then get into the convention center that way. Because you'll spend less time in the cold. The worst thing I said about Ohiocon was the fact that I got a cold right after the convention. Which is more or less gone. But you might still notice. That's the worst thing I can say about this convention. Yeah. yeah, same for me. I got a cold right after I came back from the convention, which I'm still trying to kick out. But other than that, yeah, Ohio was great. I, this is, I would definitely go again. So, that's it. Ohio Just fucking go. And with that, we are out. <laughs> <laughs>